this weekly episode of Shine Abroad. I am Adareta Sta, the coach, and today I want to speak with you about career change while living abroad or moving abroad for our career. In the previous episodes, we saw uh, both Joanna and Eugenio, they share their journey and how they built the career across different countries. I'm very aware that we need to highlight a difference between career across different countries to somehow follow the same path but developing uh, the journey in like different like uh, social reality that could be a different cities a different country or perhaps a different um, setup so when we move to work for a global or international company while still living in the same place and we need to distinguish what is the career change. So when we are working in a sector and we decide to move a totally different sector, sometimes we have a third option also to change career, so to change the sector and to change the location. There is a bit tricky one, and, and I can tell you clearly because I have done myself, but it's the most rewarding one. Today's episode is for you to reflect and think where are you and where you would like to go with your career and also the opportunities that the place that is hosting you at the moment can give you. It's more for a point of reflection for all of us to understand and to question ourselves instead of like carrying on in the same way over and over and over. When we go down to career change, the first thing that comes up in our mind, at least in my mind, is the fact that where I am here right now doesn't make me happy. And if some of us could decide to somehow settle or compromise with ourselves, saying, you know, I have like economic stability, overall it's years and years, I'm doing this role or I'm in this sector, I might need to compromise and stay. Well, I had the same thought for a while when I was working in banking, but soon I realized that by not following what I wanted to do, or at least being honest with myself and listening that where I was was not the right place for me, I was not harming just myself, but also the people around me. You will find yourself upset, unsatisfied at work, you will find frustrated, you will find yourself in a place where you feel bored somehow from life. What could happen is that we are a person, we are the employee, and then we are the spouse, the brother, the sister, the mother, the father, the cousin, the friend, or someone else. If we don't have enough courage, at least for ourselves, to explore whether we are happy or not at work, we should do this for the people that we love. Because having a home, someone that is mourning, that is frustrated, it actually put down the whole family. It creates tension in the house. It creates a sense of lack of purpose. And of course, we are human beings, they have feelings, and of course, the love for our beloved one doesn't change just because we are not happy at work. But the intensity, the attention, and dedication to others are affected by what we do at work. Because if for eight hours we do something that we don't like at all and we feel stressed and annoyed by it, of course, after work, we will not be so willing to spend an afternoon playing with our kids or 
perhaps being so willing to listen the frustration of our partners because feel frustrated about something else. We will be not willing to, I don't know, go for a long walk, go for activities. We'll be focused on our own pain that even though we are not naming it because we are not saying, oh my God, this is so awful, but still affect us. I want to do a comparison that perhaps can help because when we work, and in particular, if we have a good salary, we might not feel clear about the effect that our work has on the people around us. Of course, we have economic stability and this creates less concern. However, what could happen is a series of factors such as burnout, such as anxiety, such as poor sleep, such as like frustration. And this, of course, impacts the people around us. If we want to go slightly extreme, let's Think, for example, if for some reason we are unemployed. So we got fired or we quit our role and we are home all day. While our partner goes to work, like our friends are working, of course, during the day. And we are for the whole day bored at home. The very beginning would be good fun. We could relax, we could recharge, we could, you know, like look after ourselves with some physical activities, with some exercise. But after a while, we will be bored. We will feel useless and we will feel somehow frustrated. When the partner comes back home, or our flatmates or whatever we live with, we will be not so willing to dedicate ourselves to the other person. Not because we are tired, but because we feel without purpose, without intention. This example can be applied also if we do our work and it doesn't make us feel satisfied. It doesn't make us feel connected with the things around us. And soon, and I experienced that, the money are not enough. Are not enough for our happiness and for us to feel satisfied. For those who um, know me a bit, know that like I did a big jump. I was working in banking. I got shortlisted for this position in China, in the financial sector. Really great position. I had a visa. And I felt so disconnected by it because at the time um, I was supporting my dad that was fighting a little cancer. So I was going like in the very early morning to the hospital and then going to the office. And what made me realize that it was so important to connect with myself was actually my mom. My mom was a doctor. She's still a doctor. And the passion and the joy she was going to work, this sense of like fulfillment and the sense of like that while she was not home with me and my dad and my sister that at the time was studying, she was actually doing something great. So I'm not saying that all of us need to become a doctor, but what I'm saying is like it's so important to understand what we want to do and also to understand the why, because that why create energy for our family, for ourselves, they also give us a purpose. So in my case, I quit the um, banking world, I decided not to go to China, and eventually I um, started a master in project management and my career, like moved on. Now it's like six or seven years, I'm pretty happy where I am, but what is important to say is that even though I was not very clear what I was doing, I was so happy and motivated. I was going 
to support my dad with such a big joy and with a, such a strong sense of fulfillment and mission, let's remember that our work is not our source, just the economic research and source of stability, basically, but is also like a place for energy, motivation, that somehow it's contagious because if we feel passionate about what we do, we pass the passion to other people around us. That, of course, will not do our same job, maybe, maybe not, but the idea of being satisfied and somehow happy at work, that doesn't feel not even as a work when we feel happy, is extremely important. So said that, if you feel doubtful about changing your job, but you feel still unsatisfied, if you feel frustrated in the evening or like Sunday evening because you know that you need to work, go to work the day after, if you feel that somehow your job is the black hole in your life, think if it's like worth it to explore what you could do. It could be to change company, change sector, or perhaps move abroad and, and or like relocate. The thing that for me is important, because changing career is such a big step, of course there are many mistakes that can happen. First of all, we can have our own self-doubt. And with that I mean, I mention this very often with like my coaching clients. There is this kind of vicious circle that is that I feel I'm frustrated where I am, point A. Point B, I want to change but I don't know what to do. So this sense of like lack of clarity. The point three is, oh my God, I'm going to make the wrong choice. So there is the fear of making the wrong choice. And connected to the wrong choice, there is this sense of self-doubt. So I'm concerned I'm going to make the wrong choice for my life. I'm not clear what to do. And actually, if I know what I do, I'm not capable enough to do it. I miss some skills, competences, or I have the skills, but there are so many people out there more qualified than me. This circle can create such a negative pattern in our thoughts where we actually feel demotivated to look for our role before starting to look for it, to understand what we want to do. So changing career is scary, and I want to tell you since now, you will have these thoughts, but the good news is that the more thoughts you have, so the more negative you feel, the easier it is for you to unlock yourself by taking action. And with taking action, guys, I don't speak about movies, about quit your job, like fight with your boss, or make a statement to your boss and storm out, like in the movie, like I'm not saying that. What I'm saying with action is like trying to take as many actions as possible to first of all feel clear what you want to do next, and second, understand the baby steps that you need to do to get there in choosing our direction, our next career step or professional step, are some mistakes that I want to share with you that are the ones I found extremely, extremely, extremely often with people that I know that change career, and also with uh, my friends, but also my clients. And to be truly honest, I made these mistakes myself, some of them, not all, but some of them. I want to be honest. That confusion and fear that I had at the time in changing my career now seems very, very little because I am in a position that I do love. I do love my job. I do love my clients that support in the coaching business. I do love my daily job in supporting teams within healthcare, 
to work better. I do love what I do. So even though many people say that I work too much because I work pretty long hours, for me, I never work because I'm just happy. I'm just satisfied. I'm just energized by what I do. So I wake up in the morning very early. I do my stuff for my social media and trying to make sure to create value every day, not just the little picture with me smiling and things like that. And just to say, wherever you go on my profile, you will never see my boobs or my bob out. So let's qualify. Don't go there if you're looking for that. But the value I'm speaking about is encouragement, is sharing experience, is sharing mistakes that I made and lessons learned to help others not to do the same. Put myself in the position how can I create value out there during the day for four days a week I work in the healthcare sector in particular as an improvement coach so I help teams to better work together I help the system to find the gap and bridge the gap and in the evening and during the weekend I work as a coach for experts and I do love it I do love the fact that someone that feel some of a foreigner that don't belong, they feel an outsider, can have a session with me and feel empowered after that, can feel they can change career, they can settle, they can achieve a specific level in society. What I will encourage you to do with this episode is not to work 14 hours per day. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying this is healthy. But what I'm saying is that trying to make sure to have that passion, to feel so alive that you actually feel you're not working at all. What I think is important to highlight are some like pillars. First of all, you need to choose your career. Don't make the industry choose you. And with that, I mean, sometimes we might be working in a sector for like five, six, ten years. And the idea to start again in a sector, in a different sector, is paralyzing. Of course, it will not take a day. Let's clarify. If you want a solution, take a day. I'm not selling this type of special pills. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not even sure they exist actually. So I'm not going to sell these funny things that stay with me three weeks, you're going to find a new career. No, it's a journey, it takes a time. And but the very first step of the journey is to understand what you want to do and how to avoid mistakes in deciding what you want to do. So the first pillar about choose your career and don't make the industry choose you, choosing for you just because you are there for a while is a fundamental one. The second one is to remind yourself that all the people around you, they have their own agenda. It sounds harsh to say, but this is the second pillar that somehow was the most challenging for me because I struggled to understand. I had my mom working for more than eight years in a hospital and then moved in another hospital for nine or ten years. And she just changed because she had this massive opportunity to become a director. So same sector, basically nearly a decade for each organization. When I mentioned, just mentioned to her that I didn't want to go to China and carry on this career in banking that just started, I'm not speaking about years of effort, just, just started. But on the back of five years studying financial economics, my mom was so devastated. It's so scared because she couldn't envisage what I was doing. Why you want to leave something so certain and clear and somehow designed for you 
to something that is unknown because at the time I don't even know what I wanted to do. I only knew that I didn't want to be in banking anymore. So guys, it was a challenging one. And receiving fears and concern by someone that you esteem, so you have esteem for, respect for, and someone that you understand that is doing this for your law, like for your health, for your security and for your safety, can be challenging, can be challenging to say like, you know, you know, mom, I think you're wrong. I think that, to be honest, I see your point. I see how scared you are. But I think that this fear is not coming because of me, but it's coming because of your own experience. Because in your experience, you studied medicine, you became a doctor, you scaled the ladder, and now you're a director. So of course you want me to do a similar path because for you, it worked. So you want that my life work too. At the same time, I had friends that they were like, oh, Adele, I think that you are like mm, a bit fussy, to be honest. Like, I think you should be grateful for what you got, like finding a job so quickly and finding this a great opportunity so quickly, not even a year that you're out there. This is just like crazy that you are considering to not following uh, this path. It's just not acceptable. And there again, these friends were sharing this concern not because of me, but because of their own experience. They were the one looking for years for a great opportunity that never came. So for them, it was absolutely unbelievable because they were looking for a similar opportunity in their own field for years and didn't receive it. So for them, the idea that I was not following that path would imply that few questions for themselves. First of all, were they looking for opportunity that would never come? Second, were they willing to follow or pick up that opportunity, choose that opportunity when it was in front of them? Or would they have the same doubts they had? And third, and actually most important, was the opportunity that was waiting for years actually a source of happiness? Because someone in front of them, Adele, was proving the opposite was proving this opportunity not even doesn't make me happy, but it makes me so clear that I don't want to do it. So the second pillar I want to say when you want to change your career to remember is that the people around you, even though they really care for you, they have their own agenda. It is important to understand it, understand what you can learn from them, and understand how they lesson learn and how their experience apply to your life because you and them are two different things. Me, that I'm speaking now, and you are two different things as well. So you can say, Adele, I actually think your mom was very right. And if so, good for you. But for my own experience, she was not right. <laughs> she just was not right. But after five years, now I can say that very loud. She was not right. I succeed anyway and feel very happy. At the time when I had nothing to, you know, do my counterpart was a challenging one, was like a difficult decision. The third pillar that I want to share before going to look at the mistakes that can be made, follow your intention, but don't follow your instinct. And with this, I mean self-doubt, fears, and actually a sense of restlessness are normal and actually are there to tell us, A, you are going outside the comfort zone, my darling. Are you sure that you want to go there? However, the intention is another thing. If our intention is to 
change because we feel it, we are clear that we are not happy where we are right now. If our intention is to find a different plan for our life, that intention is to be listened to. The same way that your instinct, your fears needs to be listened to because of people that we saw around us failing or because we are scared that we make another mistake. It's so easy that the instinct win over the intention or vice versa. What I want to encourage you to do is to take many steps, so baby steps, to understand what is behind this instinct and what is behind the intention. Said that, I want to share with you the five mistakes that I made or someone could make when they're trying to change a career. I call it the runner trap. That I think I mentioned before as well. It's still connected to the sense of time pressure and sense of like the right direction. So the very first trap is the job titles. I'm a director, I'm a manager, I am like a, a engineer, I'm a senior consultant, what am I? Well, in your role, what's your job title matter just in your signature. You know when you send an email, at the end of this is the signature? That's the only moment you remind yourself about your job title. What matters really is what you do during the day. Do you do something you like? Do you interact with people? Do you spend a lot of time typing documents in front of spreadsheet? Do you have opportunity to do social networking, to expand your knowledge, to develop your skills? Like what do you do? And what do you like to do? Because perhaps someone is very willing to work with other people, so would love a job with, in a team, so team working, um, we love interact with many clients, or perhaps with many providers, so constantly speaking with different people. Some other of us might be more willing to work on their own, in front of a screen. There is nothing wrong with that. All of us are different. But before going to the job title, let's understand who we are, how we are, what we like, and then what we want to do in our next role, that doesn't mean the job title because funny enough, I was a project manager in three different companies. One in Austria, one in Italy, there was an international one that was working across Europe, and one in UK, in London. The three of them were totally different. The one in Austria, I was in a big team of project managers, so it was a group of us, constantly working together, going for lunch together, like sharing the same document. We were working the same massive document. My second role in, in Italy for this company was a company working for the European Commission. So I was constantly emailing people, people that were in Greece, in Brussels, in Spain, in Germany, in UK. So I was interacting with people, but I was alone. It was only me in front of a laptop with a long list of emails and with a long list of people to video call. In my third role instead in the UK, one of my uh, roles at the beginning, I was alone, so I was the only project manager, but I was working across different departments. So at the time I was a project manager in IT, so I was working with the IT warehouse manager, I was working with the software developer, I was working with the clinician because we were defining a new um, software. 
I was working with local patients and local residents to design the path together. So in three roles, all the three times, my job title was project manager. To be very precise, my very, very, very first one, I was junior project manager. Like school guys, I was doing a lot of work anyway. Three times project manager, but three different realities. You need to ask yourself behind the job title, what do you do? This is so important. So please don't make these mistakes during the interview. Also, when you read the job description and make clear like what you're going to do, because that's what makes you happy or not. If I didn't love working with other people, my first six months in, in Austria would be crazy. I was working with five project managers. I was writing a, a paragraph and someone else was reading it again and again and changing it. If I was not open enough to receive feedback, to actually feel confident, even though someone was changing my paragraph or changing my work, it would have been very tough for me. Instead, I loved it. So make sure to understand where are you going. The second mistake that many people make is about the social status. So with that, I think is a challenging one because social status is something that matters so much, but we need to remind ourselves what does it mean. If we go back to what I shared at the beginning, we change up for us, but also for our beloved one. So think for a second. If your job title, for example, is senior manager of something, guys, you pick up the sector and the title and the rest, and you work eight, nine hours per day, but you feel satisfied, you feel with a great team, you feel happy to share at the end of the day what you have done at work with your partner, with your family, with your friends, you know, chit-chat over WhatsApp and so on. Perhaps that position as a senior manager is far better than to be a director because the, if being a director implies that you work very long hours till 11 in the evening, you don't have time during the weekend for your beloved one, you feel under pressure, constantly under pressure, because you feel that you need to manage everything. And perhaps you earn, I don't know, eight or 900 pounds more, or any, a very little amount more than a consultant. My question is, are you sure that this little amount of money is worth it? Because if not, the only thing that remains is the job title. So it means that your status, you feel more important to be a director but you have far more hours than everyone else, and someone is nearly take, taking it home the same that you take, but for less stress. So before going to the job in sense of like how I want to be a knowledge out there, so the social status, ask yourself exactly why you're picking up the role and what's behind that. The third mistakes that I feel so like I've never done, but perhaps I've, I've done the other way around, is the passion. Pick up a role, an industry that you feel passionate about. Because if you do so, you never work. You never, never work in your life. Sometimes we believe that if we are passionate about something, we don't need to be paid for that. So the example about music sector, because I feel passionate about music is my call and so on. I'm going to do this for free, that for free, or I'm going to give discount about this, discount about that. Well, doesn't work like that. If you acknowledge your value, if you acknowledge your skills and competences, and if you feel that you want to live through your passion, 
you also need to have an economic return because you can be as passionate as much as you want about something, but still you need to live a decent life. And actually, if you have a financial stability, so you're able to have like a decent accommodation, you are able to eat well because you can afford to eat well, you're able to nurture your life through the economic advantages that you have with your salary. Your creativity, your passion actually grows with you because if you spend a nice evening in a beautiful restaurant, dressing up with a nice dress, well, that sense of satisfaction and somehow pleasure stay with you the day after. So when you're going to work, you will feel far more motivated. So live of your, out of your passion, that's great, but make sure that you have also economic resources to nurture your passion. The fourth step that I want to say is the dynamic that of escaping. So we want to escape from our current role and industry, perhaps, because we hate it. So we start applying to, for any, any type of role. You know what? Any type of role. And then we, of course, got shortlisted. We do an interview. We might get a job. And we just jump in the job. <laughs> and I saw this happening many times to my clients. They just jump. Like, jump. I hate where I am. I'm going to jump. It will be better. But they don't pause and ask themselves, is the right thing to do? Is the right sector? Am I going to jump from here to something extremely similar? I like, what I'm doing? Because sometimes we feel so frustrated where we are, we have this urge to move quickly. If you want to have a plus in your life, in your career path, that's great. Go ahead. But if you want to make a conscious career change for you and your beloved ones, this is not the right solution. This is just a palliative solution. It's not the solution for your life. So make sure that change if you want, that's great, but don't lie to yourself. Otherwise, in a few months, you will find frustrated in your new position, say, overall, it's the same as the previous position. I'm still frustrated. I'm still tired. And perhaps I earn just a very little more. The last mistake that I want to speak about that somehow I mentioned in the pillar is the idea of like choose the role instead of being choosing as a person. And this is, I'm, I feel a bit nervous to say that, but I actually do believe it, is a um, challenge that women have most. We as women, we tend to have this challenge far more than men, unfortunately. I made the same mistakes, so I don't feel different <laughs> than you. I think we are all in the same dynamic that we don't ask. We apply for a role. We got shortlisted. Perhaps we also got a position. But instead of like choosing the company, we are just choosing. So we study the company. We study a bit of like the industry, all the information, because we want to be chosen. So we want to get the role. But we don't do the step of choosing the company. So we don't do the step of asking questions, such as, for example, what does it mean working with you? Is the team big or small? What's the type of role that I have? Like, what's the working pattern, more or less? And what economic um, opportunities moving forward? What the development opportunities to move forward? So sometimes, it happened to me, we start a new role 
just by knowing the um, line manager that did interview for us and perhaps a couple more people, but we don't have idea at all what we're going forward to. And this is a mistake. I want to be honest. This is a mistake because what we do, we allow life happen to us. We are not deciding. We are allowing someone else to decide for us. And basically, we hope that things go well. But I need to say that hope is not a plan. And if we don't make a plan for our lives, someone else will make the plan for us. I do hope that you found this episode useful. I do hope that if you're looking to change your career, you have some thoughts about what I shared. And um, next week, we are going to speak about what the characteristic or the right career path for us was the challenging in changing career while changing countries. There's something that also other clients that I have experienced. If you found this episode interesting, please make sure to share it with your friends. If you want to know be more about me, you can find my contact. Instagram is Adele the Coach. And on uh, we have also have a page on Facebook named Shine Abroad as the podcast. You can also send me an email. So look forward to chat with you. I do hope to speak with you soon. Ciao.